welcome to Fine Motoring with me, David Dondi. If you've got questions, you want to find out more about something, david at fmr.co.za, otherwise the podcast at fmr.co.za. What do we have today? The Lexus IS300HF Sport. A lot of letters and words there. I would normally list the features around about now in a review of a loaded car like this, but really there's no point. It pretty much has everything besides massaging seats. The instrument cluster is a brilliant mix of screens and analog dials that are motorized. I'm not kidding. It actually, the speedometer moves across with this, this little servo motor, depending on the infotainment details that you request. Ergonomics are spot on, other than the silly placement of a touchpad for your left hand, uh, the, the ergonomics really are class leading. It's got a stunning interior in a red sort of burgundy that somehow isn't gauche. It's got that British bespoke feel to it. I don't know how they pulled that off, but they did. Uh, when I first understood what Lexus was trying to do, combining this iteration of electric and an internal combustion engine, I was overjoyed. Rather than make an executive powerhouse express train performance monster the way Audi or BMW would, they were optimizing for luxury and economy. Brilliant but there's a little bit of a disconnect. So first off, it looks fast just sitting there. Sleek, futuristic, yet pretty design and low meaningful poise. We'll do that for you every time. But then the drive that the combined 164 kilowatts between the electric and the petrol motor uh, give you is only good for 8.7 seconds to the 100 kilometers sprint. Um, and it says so on the box. The, the trouble is, is the real-world driving fuel economy which in my real-world testing came at over 8 litres per 100 kilometres. So it left me thinking, what exactly did I give up that performance for? Uh, the trade-off wasn't working in my favour as far as I could tell. They claimed 5.2 litres per 100 kilometres, and in my particularly spirited driving, I didn't even come close. And in fact, when I did try, the closest I got was 5.7 litres per 100 kilometres with very conscious economic driving. However, the handling and compliance of the suspension are sublime. It keeps its sports creds there. My favorite part of this hybrid is the most universally criticized, the CVT box. And again, I'm going to explain what a CVT box is, continuously variable transmission. So what it means is that it accelerates with a stepless gear ratio change. The car goes faster at constant revs and never has this felt better than in this hybrid. Grace and pace. I loved it. It's plush. It's not exhilarating. It's an unadulterated use of CVT and if you're after smoothness, nothing else is going to come close to this. The car is advertiser serene, and I would agree on every point of that other than tire road noise. It's not exactly loud, but in the exquisitely engineered absence of other noise, the tire noise had a presence from around 80 kilometers an hour on all but the smoothest of roads. Uh, that is, if you didn't have fine music radio playing through the 17-speaker Mark Levinson's audio system. And at 916,900 Rand, it's a credible alternative to the usual Germans in the executive sedan brigade. And uh, that's a win for me. And uh, while I'm there, that's it for me this week from Fine Motoring. And uh, until next week, david at fmr.co.za, otherwise that podcast, as always, fmr.co.za. Mm-hmm.